Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Hill Pursuit Podcast, episode 21, April 21. I'm Hayden. This is Mitch. What's up, Mitch? Not much, man. Feel like, it feels like it's been a little bit since the last one. It definitely has. Either. It has been a little bit, so we're going to we have to make up for it with a with a ten out of ten podcast episode today. But um, yeah, we're probably gonna. If you guys have been following along, we're probably gonna get into a little bit more detail uh, related to this elk hunt that we're prepping for. So we're not a hundred percent sure how many parts this will be. But if you go back to April sixth, episode nineteen was how to periodize for an elk hunt part one today is going to be part two um anticipating at least i mean at this point just kind of looking at our notes i'm thinking we're going at least at least three parts it it looks like so um if that uh if that was cool to you make sure you just continue to follow along and we'll throw those uh those those different parts in uh from time to time but yeah today's going to be part two I guess just real quick before we dive in, if you are listening, awesome. Thank you for that. You can find our, uh, you can find the podcast on Spotify, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. And of course, you can find us and follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, at Hill Pursuit. Send us an email at hillpursuit at gmail.com. And um, we'd just, we'd love to hear some, hear from you guys, get some comments, get some feedback, and um, I guess lastly, you can follow along with the daily blog, hillpursuit.com, where we just kind of talk about training life, whatever's going on. And, um, that's really that. So, so get into all those things for us, um, uh, follow us, follow along with what's going on. And, um, I guess without further ado, we'll jump, uh, jump in and, and continue with this elk hunt discussion. I guess before we do though, what's been going on, it has been a little while since we uh, threw up an episode. So what's what's going on with training? How's things going? So wait, right now, if I'm looking at our notes, you're in a, you're in a five-week base, like a maintenance phase that started. I'm just looking at our notes from April 19, or sorry, episode 19, April 6th. Um, five-week maintenance that began on April 8th. So a couple weeks into that, how's that going? It's good. <clears throat> I, uh... I started out just, excuse me, just kind of re-upping my last program. So I just restarted that, adjusted my training maxes. And then honestly, I started switching things up a little bit. I started just experimenting with some different things, having a little fun and uh, doing some different movements. I've been doing a lot of weight vest work. Um, so that's been, that's been different. It's been fun too. I've been throwing that into my conditioning. So nice. I usually like to have, I usually like to be structured and, you know, I'm not, what I'm doing right now isn't super structured, but I, I also give, I think it's good to give like the mind a break too. You know, I switch oh, it up a little bit. So I'm kind of, I've been enjoying that and been doing, it sounds a little, well, uh, I love doing gymnastics. I started putting gymnastics movements in like all my warmups. So like I'll just do a different like tumbling things and uh, it's doing, making my body feel 
fantastic, like mobility wise. You know, it's it's nothing crazy. Like I'm not doing anything. It's just more getting my body through like various range of motions. So that's been uh, that's been something I've been kind of messing around with. And it's it's just like something here or there I'll throw in right at the end of my warm up to kind of move. And that's been a uh, that's been helping like recovery, like especially like my, my low back and hips. So that's kind of where I'm at there. But nice. how about how about yourself? Yeah, well, I was just gonna say that you're in this um, base or or this maintenance phase. You don't really need to be doing anything um, super crazy anyway. So yeah, playing around with new movements, completely fine. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not um, you know, pushing the needle every single day, which it doesn't sound like you are just kind of doing some new things. Like you said, giving your mind a break. I think that's really important. Um, you know, cause it's, it does get pretty exhausting when you're in charge of your own program and you're doing it every day and you need to, you know, you're not only doing the work, but you're, you're creating the work that needs to get done. So it is, it's, it's a lot of stress on your, on your brain. So it's, it's kind of good from time to time to pull that back, change up some movements, just keep the intensity moderate, which, um, you know, sounds like you're, you're completely fine with what you're doing in your, in your maintenance. So, um, anyway, for me, nothing like nothing too wild. I think a couple weeks ago I had a, a down week, which I talked about briefly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I had an up week last week. I have an up week this week. I know I have an up week next week and I'm not a hundred percent sure where I'm going after that. Cause that's three big up, up weeks in a row. Um, somewhere around 11, 12 and then 15 to 16 hours of training is the, is those, those three consecutive weeks. So, um, last week was about 11 or so this week will be a little over 12, I think. And then, yeah, pretty, I think for me, at least pretty high volume in terms of, um, training hours. I mean, um, things are starting to get longer for sure. So I'm in the water. It's not just, you know, 35, 40 minutes anymore. It's turning into you know, closer to 50 or so, um, you know, about six, you know, which isn't crazy, but four to 600 X extra, um, meters of, um, or yards of, of swimming. Um, so a couple added intervals, um, the runs are getting a little bit, a little bit longer, you know, so instead of like the 25 to 30 minute easy run the easy runs you know 40 to 45 or 50 minutes Uh, my tempo stuff is around an hour long and then my long runs right now are approaching two hours so um you know i have geez for me i have um the 70.3 that i'm doing is a little less than two months from now. So seven ish weeks, six, seven weeks. So, um, but again, that's not my, that's not my big a race of the year. So I'm probably just going to train, I'm not going to train right through it. I'll have a small taper for it, but 
Um, I don't really need a crazy big taper for that. My fitness is already there for it. I just need, um, I just need to keep that volume going up and, and, um, working towards the, the big goal in September. Um, the bike has been awesome for me lately, like awesome. And that's because I actually just got a new bike. So, um, it was, it was, it was, it was a tough day I'll say, because I had to sell, (laughs) I had to sell my first, um, tri bike, but, um, it was cool because I ended up getting, um, got a professional bike fit. This dude, well, I haven't yet for my new bike, but I got a professional bike fit for my old bike. And the guy who was fitting me basically said, look, I'll fit you as best as I can to this thing, but this is made for someone who's like six, two, six, three. So, um, that was like a little bit of an eye opener. The bike was fine. How tall are you? What's that? And how tall are you? I'm about five, nine. Yeah. So there's some context. That's a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, It's a stretch. Like I could ride it comfortably, but not for over a hundred miles, you know, like it would be, it would be, um, extremely biomechanically inefficient for me to ride that for long rides, you know, and that's where that's, what's happening now. I'm starting to have to do that. So, um, yeah, it, it would not, it would not have been ideal for me to keep that bike. So I ended up finding someone It did take me quite a while to get it sold just because, um, every, like everybody that was interested in the bike was my height or shorter, you know? So, I'm not just going to sell it, just sell it to sell it. I sold it to somebody who it fit and um, who could make it work. And it's, it's a good like intro bike too. So sold it to um, someone local who was just looking to get into the sport. And so I was happy about that too. And then the next day I turned around and I got a bike, um, basically flipped that money as best as I could and got a bike that fit me. So I'm going to be getting a bike fit for, for this bike now to just make sure I'm set up as efficiently as possible, um, which is money extremely well spent, especially when you're riding for hours at a time. But um, so, yeah, it's been awesome. I've had about a week of that and I've been training on it indoors when it's crappy out. Like today is supposed to like rain and snow here, which is Damn. wild. Same for you? No, I don't honestly have no idea what's supposed to be here today. Yeah, it's probably not, probably not snow. Yeah, it, like I I heard yesterday on the news rain and snow, and then I checked this morning, and like the first few hours of the day of, of the morning are like rain and snow. It's pretty wild. But anyway, yesterday was like 70 degrees. I got in a little over 20 miles outside for the first time all season, and the first time on the new bike. So yesterday was just an awesome day. It was, yeah, it was beautiful out. And, uh, with a local friend, um, on campus when I I was teaching yesterday, so found time in between classes, but with a local friend, we got out on some pretty decent, (laughs) pretty decent terrain. Um, or at least it felt like it. I mean, it was, we were grinding on some of those hills for sure. It was like 17 or 1800 um, feet 
in about 20 miles or so, 21 miles. So not, like I said, not super, super crazy, but the way it was, um, the way that terrain was kind of laid out was um, like, there were no slow, small hills. All the hills were pretty big. Um, so it didn't feel like a hard ride, but when it was hard, it was like super hard. Um, but yeah, it was fun to get out. The bike's awesome. I love the bike. It already feels better even without getting a bike fit. So I'm really looking forward to getting, getting, um, some eyes to check me out professionally so I can be as efficient as, as I can. But, um, yeah, so at this point, if you're listening, hopefully you're still listening because we kind of just went on for 10 minutes, but, um, yeah, that's really where I'm at, man. I got a, I got a swim. How many weeks in are you? What's that? How many weeks in your program are you? I think 12 now. How, and how is like, and I just wanted to ask you, like your volume's going up. Are you adjusting well? Like, do you feel yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah. So little side note, and this, you know, this is a topic we could really dive into, but um, I don't, I don't ever have any like planned rest days. So mm -hmm. my volume is spread out over seven days every single week. And I think I've only technically taken a day off once in, in 12 weeks. And it was because I thought I had COVID and I was pretty, um, I was out of shape for a hot second and um, it turns out I didn't. So I kind of just, sucked it up after 24 hours and kept going and was completely fine. But, um, yeah, I took one day off for that. And I, I think I missed a swim also because the pool was closed, but I still got a run in anyway. So honestly, you know, I'm also pretty impressed with myself in that sense and really happy that my adherence and like my consistency is, is like 99%. So, um, I'm definitely feeling that like, it feels like I feel recovered almost every single day. So Good. I know that it's, um, you know, two months from now, three months from now, when I'm getting close to that final build for a full, I know it's going to be a challenge. Um, and I think it, I think I'm pretty lucky because it's going to be, it's mainly going to be over the summer months. You know, I might have like three hour runs and an hour ride or, you know, four or five hour rides in the summer months when I, ha <clears throat> I have the time to do it. So, um, I mean, the, the timing of the, of the race itself is lends itself to me, you know, having more time to, to train during those big, big blocks. So I'm excited about that. I am feeling really, really good really not my, my foot is, you know, 99%, you know, healed, been running on it for a couple of weeks now with literally zero feeling, um, of that over pronation, which is what I'm guessing was going on or stress fracture, but, um, yeah, I'm good. I'm feeling really good. good. So well, that's, well, that's, uh, well, that's what speaks volume then for, yeah you are someone adhering to a program and the program being like structured yeah yeah and like that's the one thing i really like about my coach and 
uh, I've, we say the same thing. You know, if you if you program intelligently, you don't need to throw in rest days because that essentially that means you're squeezing in the volume or intensity into fewer days throughout the week. So spread it out a little bit and program intelligently so that you can program all seven days and um, um, avoid those those passive rest those passive rest days. So yeah, I'm liking it a lot and feeling good. So. Good. So that will catapult us into the L program, talking yeah. about good programming and adherence to it. So last time we touched base, we uh, kind of laid out a um, a testing ideas, and then we came up with like a four day, a four day a week or four day training four days in one week to kind of get it a base program. And I think we said day one we're going to do a sit and reach test with a three rep max in the squat. And then the second day was going to be a low back. Um, I think we said 60 second back extension with a 25 pound vest or whatever, holding weight. Then the third day would be a hamstring, some sort of hamstring mobility. I don't think we actually specified what we were going to do for it with a one and a half mile run, just uh, open, just get after it and see what I can do. And the last day would be a five, uh, 5k with a 50 pound rock on or 50 pound vest so that's the last time we touched base kind of we're testing so now it's kind of i think programming how we're going to improve all those yeah spot on um threw some dates in in the episode notes from episode 19 and what i'm looking at is may 13 to 20 initial test may 20 starts a 16 week block potentially okay potentially a mid test July 8 to 12 post test um, September 2 to 9 and then you're out the door after that so um, let's talk about structure a little bit in terms of you know so just general concepts for right now structure in terms of the program itself do you anticipate so from May 20 to your first mid test. Um, do you anticipate build, 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 build every single week, then potentially a small down week prior to testing? Or do you anticipate like a two week up or three week up, one week down or four weeks up, one week down? Like, what do you, so have you, what, have you thought um, about that or should let's, let's kind of iron that out. How many weeks would that be? What's that? How many weeks would that be from when I start to mid test? Uh, like spot on eight. Spot eight. on. Uh, we don't have to like. To, we're not gonna like hold you to this or anything, you know. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. You know, I'm trying to think if I could, if I could ride a seven week, a six week wave. Deload on a seventh and then test on the eighth, like build up to week six, taper seven, test eight. Yeah, I don't see a huge deal with that. Or what we could do is just do a mini, like a mini taper. It doesn't need to be a whole week. We could just go like four full weeks up with the weekend as a taper because Mm -hmm. Just like 
not a, not a tape, not a taper. I mean, just like a reduced volume. So, you know, May 13 is actually, remember we, we talked about the timing of your, uh, of starting and it's a Thursday. So we could go Thursday and then four weeks up and then take Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a little bit down just, mm -hmm. just one, two, three, four, just those four days, a little bit down to just get in a quick little recovery, active recovery over the weekend. And then essentially you have another nearly four weeks up prior to, so it's three weeks and four days or whatever up again, prior to a little bit of a mid test, just to kind of see where we're at over that eight, the weekend of that eighth week. So mm. that way we're not wasting. And I don't want to say wasting, but like mentally within just a short eight weeks, you might not want to envision like a full week down. Right. And I say like a down, like I'm thinking like your intensity is down. We can still kind of have some volume. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, and yeah, so we'll plan for that and definitely be willing hey, if for like, hey, Mitch, you're not, something's not recovering right here. We need to, we can wrap it up a little bit or we can adjust here and there. We'll definitely be up for that. But I'm, I'm cool with what you said there. I think that's a good base. Yeah, I think that's a really solid um solid idea especially because you know you're used to high intensities and high volumes so i think four weeks um is also a good number that you can mentally like stay completely focused within you know if we were to say look mitch you're going to be building for seven weeks that can i mean that can, that can get a little bit draining you know um yeah and like that's like one of them things like if if i'm building like can if so here's here's a quick note that I was thinking too. If I was going to be building seven weeks, it would definitely have to fluctuate. And when I say building, like I don't think everything would be going up. So say we were building the intensity in the weight room and in my conditioning, you you can't go up every time. Like say it's a high high week in one, you might have to back off in the other, and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm saying so. Yeah. If when we're saying we're building constantly there's things happening within the program that need to be adjusted. So if it's like a high volume and like a run week, my squat might not be very high intensity. Right. You know right. Right. For sure. But, for sure. Um, I'm still, I'm still up for that though. Uh, build up four weeks. Yeah. So four weeks up weekend down and then build again up to our mid test. I like that structure. And then, um, and then after the mid test, we could essentially do that same thing. So we have four separate either. Yeah, it's basically four separate three and a half week builds with just weekends down like a three to four, four day weekend down. Which I think is enough for you just kind of knowing how you train um, similar structure following mid assessment when we talk about assessment we're just gonna pick a couple of these important um tests and make sure that we're on the right track that's really it um we're not gonna like go through an entire 
entire fitness battery in that for you know in that um mid test time period no because you if, know. I, I think if i would retest that you know i'm not trying to smoke myself for the next exactly exactly you know it doesn't it doesn't need to be anything I, no we're just gonna pick, to pick the ones that we think are most relevant so we already mm-hmm. we already ironed out what's most relevant and it's those six tests yeah and from those six I envision we'll pick like maybe two of them or maybe three to reassess at the midpoint to make sure we're. No, I'm thinking like a mobility, a strength and some sort of aerobic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, let me just take a note of that quick. Mobility, strength, aerobic. I love that. Yeah. So we're not going to go through that entire battery at the midpoint because we still want to keep building. We're just mm-hmm. going to touch in, touch base real quick and see how it's going. That's really it. Um, so is our, you know, if we do hamstring mobility, for example, um, let's say we just do, uh, we measure your hip angle for, like we said before, either um, a PNF or reciprocal inhibition type of stretch. If we just measure that hip angle, Let's just measure it again. Real simple, you know, or, you know, are, are you, are you improving your mobility done real quick? And then, um, of the two aerobics that we have the open run or the ruck, we'll pick one, you know, just make sure that we're improving a little bit. And then, um, we'll pick a, um, so that's mobility and then we'll pick a strength. So we'll probably just touch base with our back squat, you know, three RM back squat, something like that. You know, we don't have to decide that right now, but yeah. So just so it's out there, then we don't forget that that mid test is not going to be a full battery. Absolutely not. Um, let's kind of, let's in the, in the small time we have, um, you know, left, which is, we're still fine, but, um, let's talk about, like maybe types of movements, um, how those might shift from, I think we can essentially look at the, these as like four separate four week blocks. So like what types of movements do we anticipate or forms of cross training do we anticipate? Because we have, you know, we can't just have you do back squats and open one and a half mile runs, right? We need to deviate from the tests, right? So you have to do some form of cross training or ways ways to train energy systems that aren't predominantly in your primary movements. So what types of movements, what exercise, and then what types of cross training, I think is a good, another good point just to kind of hit home for right now. And then we'll come back on part three and really dive into maybe that first four week block potentially. Yeah. So something I like to do, um, when I'm kind of ironing out some movements is I like go right through like a session. So like I'll start, Oh, mobility. What were going to be some primary movements that I can do for mobility. And then I'll say, what are some lower body main lifts? that I can benefit from upper body main list and then do the same thing for accessory work. So I kind of go down, right? Like a session 
and then but that kind of irons out um and then you can kind of mix and match like if you lay out like three that would be good you know you can kind of put them in where where that you seem where they see to fit best yeah. so yeah. like mobility obviously um it's gonna i think for me personally it's gonna be keeping my hips and low back as healthy as they can be because for me that's what tightens up first you know, if, if, if anything's going to take me out of like a run or a squat, it's going to probably be my low back or my hips being a little bit jacked up. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think that's, you know, those, those, those areas of the body need a lot of attention. So core, hips, low back, I think is really, really important um, to put some time into almost, almost daily, right? I mean, I don't know about you and I don't have like extensively long warmups all the time because most of my exercise is super low intensity, just longer duration. And, um, frankly, you, you know, you don't need to warm up for that nearly as much, but I still do a lot of hip mobility and lower back mobility and flexibility just because kind of like what you just said, if something's going to prevent me from, <laughs> if something's going to prevent me from um, being good to go for hours or for specific run or lift, that's what it's going to be. So, and that, that applies to like all different kinds of athletes. Like we're both. We all have our own Achilles heel. What's that? I said, I think we all have our own Achilles heel. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And what I noticed from last season for me was um, I need my lower back to be a little bit, more dependable I didn't even do any long races last year and my lower back felt like it needed to be more conditioned so um I think that applies to a lot of different it can apply to a lot of different athletes it's cool that it applies to you too obviously so yeah I like that move the initial movements mobility so time spent with hips and low back upper body main lifts how do you currently divide those throughout multiple days or weeks and then let's kind of see what we could divide it into to maybe make it a little bit tighter here let's let's do this let's we'll iron out movements and then we'll go back through and see like how many how many days a week you think i'm even going to be in the weight room and then yeah. kind of chunk it up like let's yeah. we'll get the frequency and i think let's just or else i kind of get my my ring turns to mush um it's like upper body movements i'm kind of thinking main movements here like relevancy um definitely like an overhead press i think that's kind of that's probably that's probably gonna be my foundation you know if if my main upper if my main upper is just overhead press the entire time um i'm cool with that you know um yeah what about, because, so is that a lot? So then when, if that's your primary, and I think that's a good primary upper body lift, your accessory work's gonna involve a lot of pulls then just for uh, balance purposes. 100%. And off the top of my head, I know you're gonna be doing pull-ups, um, probably some like bent over row or variation, right? Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any bands like band work? Absolutely, yeah. A lot of like, like this. Uh, one of my go-to's is 
super low intensity, but you can jack the volume and keeps your shoulders good, just like band pool parts, face pools. Yeah, okay. What about like kettlebells and stuff? Uh, I have a few in the arsenal, not many, but definitely can use them. Okay. All right. Um, and then like what kinds of, so that's a little bit of super, super little, but it is a little bit of mobility, upper body, primary lift and some accessory. Mm. Now, what kind of like, we can keep going on that in that sense, but like what kind of toys do you have and what type of like maybe non-traditional stuff do you have access mm, so. to? And then, um, types of conditioning also. Yeah, so I have squat rack, um, obviously pull up bar. I got this. I have a sled, a prowler. I definitely beneficial. We'll be using that. Um, have some battle ropes. Definitely could row with those and do some different mobility there, or not mobility conditioning. Um, Obviously, bands got some blast straps, and uh, you know I don't have I don't have a bunch of toys. I have a, a keg that I have with sand that could be something I could use for some different non traditional stuff. Yeah, and then of course you have um, a bunch of vests too. Oh yeah, vests. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we got some really cool. Yeah, we got a lot to work with here. Now, if you're you're just kind of listening and following along it might sound like not a whole lot but we can do a heck of a lot with all the stuff that mitch just said so um you don't need yeah, a lot to all. make a good pro you don't need a lot to make a good program no no not at all this is this is all really good stuff um <clears throat> all right i the last thing i want to iron out now and let's, let's hit lower body quick yeah 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 um, actually yeah go for go for that Obviously, so squats and variations, squats and deads, right? Yeah, what every man needs. <laughs> um, back squat, deads, and then some like lower accessories or just overall accessories. Uh, obviously, back extensions, um, RDL work, variations of whether it's single leg, whatever, and then definitely some lateral movement work. Yep. Right. Yeah, I think that's good. We talked about that last time. Making yeah, sure so. that just because we don't we don't do that enough as humans, right? And everything's and, linear. It's like, yeah, we you know, do everything in, sport. in a straight line for the most part, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll definitely get some lateral work. Um, and then, in terms of the type of conditioning you're doing versus you want to do versus what you should do and like how that conditioning can be like a form of cross training. So let's talk about that quick. Um, okay. Yeah. What do you currently do for some conditioning and then how do you cross train currently? And I have some ideas, but start there. Yeah. So right now my training it's this is going to be different. I haven't revved up my, my aerobic, you know, to, to this volume for a bit. So right now I just do a lot of, uh, I'll ju I jump rope a lot. So I, I use my prowler a bit and then 
just I'd, I'd do a lot of like 100 meters, 400 meter kind of verse. Okay, that's good. Lots of sprinting, sprint work. Yeah, and you have a lot of toys too that are essentially like forms of high intensity conditioning. You know, like lots of anaerobic work with chucking a keg around, doing battle ropes, pushing sleds, pulling sled. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. all for the most part, it's like mostly anaerobic conditioning, like some type of either not necessarily structured like this, but like a circuit or high intensity interval type of, which, yeah. which is really, really good. I like those sessions a lot. Um, One place I see a sled fitting into is just like, Hey Mitch, go drag your sled around for like 30 minutes, like low intensity, just put a belt on, strap it and just kind of walk. Yeah. I mean, that's, super relevant for for what we're training for right yeah, carrying exactly. a bunch of weight around so yeah i see that happening also um okay so things we should probably throw in um we need the conditioning probably to be up a little bit for more like aerobic focus so using nothing and just throwing like Initially, it's going to be a low to moderate distance or volume type of run. And we're not yeah, saying, obviously, I'm going to be building on that. So, yeah, right. It's not going to start. We're not going to start you off with running, you know, 15 miles a week. Not, not at all. Low to moderate paced, low to moderate volume run. Um, what's unique about this is we're pretty much hitting on everything already and we need to, we need to give you a way to active recover and also cross train. So I don't know if you have access to one, but my, my brain goes immediately to a pool. Yeah. I, I think I have a Y nearby. I have to check the uh, accessibility to the pool. Yeah. So that's I can, something uh, you, you see yourself doing a little bit more oh for sure okay and, cool. yeah i think that's a great way to still train you know your aerobic system but reduce some of the impact from through you know throughout the rest of the week mm -hmm. um just to kind of give you um, something, a different stimulus, of course, low impact is, is desired for active recovery too. Um, all right. What else in terms of potential cross training, do you have like rowers or like skiers or, um, unfortunately not. Okay. What about, do you have any ability to like hop on, <clears throat> hop on like a bike trainer for 30 minutes and just kind of get your heart rate up a little bit or, no, really. So that's, I would like I said that it would be a fantastic tool. Oh, I just don't have. Uh, I don't like have that in the arsenal. Yeah. I don't have that in the arsenal. Okay. Um, but hey, we're gonna work with what we got. So it looks like um, we got. We'll have to be really careful with how we program those runs. Then, if you don't have a whole lot of other um, ways to kind of cross train, which is fine, but. We'll have to be careful with those runs. If we can swim a little bit, that would be ideal. Um, that would allow us to keep that volume up a little bit. So I think we got some good stuff. This is a good start. Um, 
right now we basically have the movements and the toys and what we're currently doing and what we want to do um, thrown out um, and we'll, we'll throw some of this into the notes from today's episode, but we have everything that I think that we need before we start making that actual first um, four week build. So I think we're, I think we're pretty solid for purposes of today's part two episode, but um, you know, looking at the notes, what else do you have? Do you have anything else? No, I was kind of thinking, jump in the next, uh, next episode where we'll, I think maybe we could start actually molding this thing and what, what are the training weeks actually look like? Yeah. Where I'm going to be, what days and, um, start, start making this plan come alive. Yeah, absolutely. I think, mm-hmm. I think our next, um, our next part to this should be um, at least two of those four weeks. Yeah. I think ideally we can set up um, all four of those weeks and maybe we do some, maybe we do some of that outside of the podcast itself. And then we come back to the table with what we got for the, for the episode, which I think looks smart. Let's aim for four weeks. I like yeah. programming four weeks at a time. I mean, I think we can do that. And mm-hmm. just before we wrap up, I guess for today, in doing that, do you are you someone who are you going to want like the same types of movements every Monday, or you know, are you the traditional? Well, Monday is chest day, so I'm going to bench press. I know that's not, I know that's not you, but that's a mindset, right? So are you going to want like? Every Monday, I know I'm doing some form of conditioning along with an overhead press at this intensity, or or what? Or do you need no, every I'm single not. day to be different? No, I don't. Um, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I. I don't really. Well, I don't think movement wise, like a bunch of different movements you're asking. Yeah. Just like if, if Monday morning, you know, that you're going to run a mile and um, back squat and play with battle ropes, does that need to be every single Monday or. No. Okay. No, no. I have like next Monday. I want to do this Monday. Next Monday is just going to be like a day to, to be in the weight room. No, okay. it doesn't need to be. And one thing I'll touch, like, I'm not going to be changing like my main movements too much. I don't change my, once I start like within an eight week cycle, I won't probably change like the main movements much. Maybe I'll change some accessory work and the volume and intensity um, yeah. probably fluctuate. But once I kind of iron out the first initial for like an eight week thing, I'll, I'll keep those. I don't think you find out what works and doesn't work if you're constantly changing. Um, right. And then kind of right. manipulate the volume and intensity, but then I'm, but I'm not like super structured in terms of like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, literally has to be the same thing back to back. My, my schedule doesn't work like that whatsoever. So. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, to be honest, we just need to like your, your programming is probably good for what you're doing. I mean, we'll tighten it up and we'll talk about how we're tightening it up, I guess but it sounds like for the most part, we need to implement some more focus on 
low back and hips in terms of mobility, and then also some lateral work. And most importantly, start improving our aerobic base. Yeah. So with some cross training, like those are the, the big takeaways from today's talk in terms of like what I'm looking at and what I know you already do. Like I know your programming is already good and you're already creative enough that you can like, we don't need to, I don't, I don't envision us programming every single, you know, circuit, or if you're going to do, um, whatever you were doing the other day, like Zercher carries or something, is that what you're doing? Like that. You know, yes, yeah, like you don't, we don't need to program that to the second or to the interval. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. your programming's creative enough. We just need to start implementing more yeah. aerobic base with that intelligently. So we don't burn you out. And so we don't, um, over, so we don't overwork you aerobically. And also, so you keep and continue to make improvements with what you're already doing. So I don't anticipate us being like to the T like detailed with every single intensity, every single, um, every single, um, hit session. Um, I see us just finding a way to intelligently incorporate aerobic base, incorporate more mobility work and incorporate some more lateral work along with cross training. Those are my big takeaways. And we'll make sure that your main, main lifts are, are, you know, getting attention with accessories and we'll, we'll manipulate those intensities, but I think we'll just manipulate them in, in broad sense. Like in this four week block, these are the numbers that you should be hitting in terms of percentages. You know, we don't need to program every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with percentages necessarily. We can kind of just throw a blanket on a couple weeks at a time and say, this is where you should be for these two weeks. And hopefully you can get here the following two weeks. Yeah. I'll probably just, honestly, I'll probably just keep like my actual strength, the <clears throat> strength work itself, probably some sort of five, three, one variation. It's yeah. an easy way to keep my strength. Yeah. And it works um, and it works. So oh, you know, don't reinvent the wheel, right? Like you've said before. So um, we'll, we'll continue along with that we'll find ways to um, incorporate some of some other small things intelligently and make sure that you're cross training and hopefully continue to build everything all at once. And again, that's what our mid test is going to show us if we're doing a good job at, with that after about four, after about eight weeks, we'll do that mid test. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, cool. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm pretty happy with where that took us today. Um, how are you feeling with it? We got ourselves in the beat lab and did a little bit of creating today. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. So mm -hmm. we'll come back to the table for part three with um, those first four weeks. Again, maybe general, maybe maybe part, part of it will be specific. But we'll have those four weeks to the point where you're ready to, to do it on your own. And um, um, then we'll continue with some more parts um to kind of reevaluate those next four weeks after that prior to the mid test so um yeah we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves and program all 16 weeks that's not that's not that's not good coaching we can have a plan but we need to adjust based on how you're doing so i think those four weeks is a good start and then 
um, we'll wait until we get to the point of that mid test and then we'll reassess and, and adjust those four weeks. If we can do that in real time through the podcast, great. If not, we can do it on our own and then come back to it and talk about it in the podcast, which I think is also, also great. So that's how we'll handle that. So if you're, if you're listening and you like following along with this periodization of the elk hunt, um, just know there's going to be a few more parts. All right. And it's going to, they're all going to be extended throughout, um, throughout this entire process for, for this, um, for this hunt and this program. So stay tuned. We'll throw these, these episodes in from time to time to talk about the programming specifics. And um, that's probably where we'll wrap up today. So thanks for listening. As a reminder, you can check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Hill Pursuit. Um, you can check out the website, hillpursuit.com, where we have the daily blog and all access to previous podcast episodes. Um, so go check that out. Send us an email at hillpursuit at gmail.com. Um, what else am I missing, Mitch? No, that's everything. I think I had a, I had a good time today. That's uh, We're kind of getting into our wheelhouse of what we like to do. So that was fun. Yeah, that was a good one. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time.